Backfield boys, alright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Backfield Boys. This is episode seven. This is yours truly, Brendan, otherwise known as B. And I'm joined by Jackson Kelly and Lucas Kochevar as how's it going, fellas? It's going pretty good, dude. Pretty good, bro. Pretty good. Hey, man. After last week, you know, we had to do a part one because it takes a lot of time getting into 32 teams. Yeah, especially when B won't shut up. (laughs) This show will go so much. Hey, we didn't hear hear about every Alabama player on every roster. I think Jackson spends more time hating on my opinions than providing his own opinions, you know, so I can't really say too much about it. I mean, you don't even really give me a choice, dude. That's all I got a chance to do. <laughs> hey, I mean, I can't lie. I'm Alabama and Steelers players sometimes, but their overall greatness <laughs> just shines too much for me not to, you know, highlight it and talk about them. I have to. Mm, no, it goes further than that, dude. Way further. Like it's like an it's like in anything that has ever opposed them, bro. There's a hatred towards that. <laughs> I mean, in, in, in spots, that's true. You know, I mean, if, if a team beats in Alabama spots. in a game, in spots, I mean, I can let go of some things. I mean, I hated Ohio State for years after 2014, but now after last year, it's kind of like, eh, you know, we blew them out. I don't really care that much anymore. Same with the Jags. I mean, that year they beat the Steelers. I oh, hated their guts. On. You still now, hate the Jags. <laughs> no, we hate the Jags about the for Jags. different reasons. Oh, what's that different reason? Well, you never beat Trevor Lawrence, so you hate him for that. Who won the national championship last year? Trevor Lawrence or Mac Jones? <laughs> well, technically, uh, <laughs> Alabama won. I don't think Mac Jones did anything special. Uh, 400 yards in the national championship game, four touchdowns. Had one of the best games you've ever seen by a quarterback in a national championship game. I will not remember that national championship game ever <laughs> from Mac Jones. I will, yeah. like, it won't be like, man, I won't be 60 years old being like, man. I remember the Mac Jones game. Yeah, dude like, was nah. carried by a Heisman winning receiver, dude. And we're supposed to think he's the best quarterback ever. Get out of here. Hey, weren't you hyping up Mac before, though, Jackson? Now you're saying he got <laughs> carried? I mean, you got to be consistent with your takes. I, there's an agenda to this now. An agenda. You changed it up. <laughs> we got to push it now. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's time to start a dialogue. Yeah. But realistically, we probably won't mention either of those two players anymore because we named both of their teams last week in our part one of power rankings. And now we're about to jump into part two. And a lot of people are pretty upset about us having the Patriots solo, but that's not on me because I had them top ten. It's these other bozos to be mad about, not me. <laughs> hey, I mean, well, I had good things to say. It's just if everything breaks right, then I, I'll believe. I just they got to figure out KM versus Mac first. And speaking of great quarterbacks, we got to get into a team with LK's favorite quarterback in the NFL, (laughs) Russell Wilson, our 16th ranked team in our power rankings, the Seattle Seahawks. That was the highest. Jackson had him at 17. That was the lowest. I was right in the middle. So, LK, what do you think about the Seahawks, our 16th ranked team in our power rankings? 
Well, I surprised myself when I had them ranked 14th, honestly. I didn't think that I'd be the highest there, but I mean, I guess that's just how it crumbled. So um, the thing about my hatred for Russell Wilson is just he's the corniest guy on earth, and he disappears after week four. So I, the Seahawks, it feels like every like every year they start off the season, they let Russ cook or whatever, and they win those like you know probably a good like four out of five games there, and the offense goes crazy, the defense eh, but then all of a sudden it's like Russell Wilson kind of just disappears into the void of quarterbacks like every year because every year it's always like early MVP candidates Russell Wilson, and then he just falls off into like you know, passing or running the ball a billion times. And he doesn't really, you know, dig out. He doesn't really put up the stat lines that he did in the beginning of the season. I don't know why he doesn't, but he doesn't. So like last year it was their off or their offense was really good coming out the gate again. The defense stunk, but they, I'd say picked it up towards the back half of the year. And then the offense couldn't do anything. So I I think they're just a very middle of the road. I think they're inconsistent. Like the only consistent thing is Russell Wilson showing up. And like I mean, a bad game for him is a pretty good game for most quarterbacks, admittedly. So like I don't <laughs> think I don't think there's like I just don't see where this team is a Super Bowl contender. They're probably a wild card contender, but I don't see where they can raise themselves to be a Super Bowl contender. Unless like all the cylinders are clicking, it never feels like all cylinders are clicking with the Seahawks ever since that Super Bowl run. Ah, <sighs> um, I'm happy you said. However, I mean, I think that Russell, a lot like you said, he starts out hot, which that's cute and all, but like he just always falls off. It kind of reminds me of what we're talking about with the Raiders. How you know they've started out like five and one the last couple of years, and then just fall to absolute nothing. It's just everyone figures Russ out, and I don't think he's got the what? talent. What? Not to interrupt you, you just said they figure Russ out? Yeah. I mean, you like, think okay, it has so any... he admittedly – Go ahead. I wasn't trying <laughs> to interrupt, but you don't think it has – That porous offensive line, he starts getting beat up. The wide receivers can't create enough space because he can't – doesn't have any time – to get wide open wide receivers. He's a guy that throws the ball down. He's the best deep ball in the NFL. You don't think oh anything. God. He does. He's the rated deep ball passer in the NFL. I'm not That's saying not he's true. better. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Fact check. He hasn't been. All right. Oh, wait. Who, who are we according this to? Is this a P? Yes. Okay. Last year, it was Daniel Jones. And the year before that was Kyler Murray. Okay, but I think that there's a difference between passer rating and accurate passes. You see what I'm saying? I'm saying PFFs, whoever had the best deep ball, that stat. Which I'm not even endorsing PFF, dude. They reek. But I'm just saying, according to that stat, it ain't Russ. Now, I think Russ does have a good deep ball. But what I was saying about figure it out is the same stuff that works early on in the year doesn't work as it goes on. People make adjustments, and it may be on coaching, but he doesn't have the talent to pull him out of that. Mm. I mean, I think, you know, we've seen – oh, God, it pains me to say this, bro. Ugh. But you can make the same arguments about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> he's had – and he seems to do okay. You know, he doesn't fall off. 
Okay, and- it wasn't a not not to interrupt you, but it wasn't a PFF stat. But according to NFL.com, Russell Wilson was tied with Philip Rivers last season for seventy six percent on target percentage on deep passes. That's the highest in the NFL. Okay, so it wasn't a PFF stat, but highest. Per- I, I think I mixed up the passer rating with the actual yeah. percentage of of what what was actually accurate. So he was placing those yeah. balls in the right position, but it's hard. I mean. I don't think Russ is a perfect quarterback, but I just had to interrupt you when you said that because I don't really think it's his problem. I think it's more the team around him with the line failing, them never having a consistent running game. I mean, they got great wide receivers, but when the quarterback's not getting any protection, they don't have time to get separation. I mean, Russ, he's good on his feet, but he's been having a fight for his life. It's almost like Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I mean, when you're getting pressured three seconds in, you don't have time to drop back make your read, you're no quarterback's going to play well under those situ- in, in that situation. So I think with Russ, he's great. It's just he needs to be on a team where he gets constant protection, where he has a coach who has his best interest at heart because with Pete Carroll, there's always been something kind of – I don't know. I just – I think that Pete Carroll <laughs> was a great coach, but I just think he's, he's a little bit of an interesting character, and I don't really blame Russ for wanting to get out of there this past offseason because it's just not a good fit anymore. Well, I think Pete's in the argument for greatest coaches of all time. All time? Yeah, I think mm. something about winning, what? winning at both levels is super impressive. Something that not many people do. <sighs> yeah, but I don't think he had enough sustained success at either level to warrant an all-time discussion. It wasn't like he was a mainstay in college. He had a little short run that ended and he left. He had like and a then- decade run. I mean, how many national championships did he win? Two? I mean, that, that's really yeah. impressive. That's a, but That's a good number for a college coach. <laughs> yeah. Besi- like, every it, college coach besides Nick Saban. It, it is. Yeah, but- and he had to do it when only two teams could make it. He didn't have this Mickey Mouse four-team stuff Saban's had the whole time, bro. <laughs> talk, about, the four <laughs> oh, talk, talk about Mickey Mouse. You think about back the Pac-12, I mean, who who is USC even having to go through? UCLA, Oregon, Washington <laughs> State? I mean, I don't respect Anford, the Pac-12. Washington. They had to, dude, they had to go against teams like Texas in the national championship, a Big 12 team. I mean, I know that they were loaded <laughs> back in the day. But think we'll about when Nick Saban's – They lost Vince Young beat them. Yeah, v- Vince Young beat them. So that's, oh, Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, when you think different. about USC, you think about this team. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're ever going to be back, man. I think uh, I think Texas is pretty much. Uh, I mean, I think Steve Sarkeesian can do things, but I don't think that they're ever going to be a national powerhouse again, at least in the next ten years. I just can't see it. Mm, I do, and I think it's good for college football if they are. But back to the Seahawks, dude. Honestly, and their defense sucks. <laughs> I think Russ is good. Jamal Adams isn't. It's yeah, not all that he, in the baggage. I think he's the most overrated safety probably in the league. Because I mean, he might be the most overrated defender in the league. Yeah, he, he, like he's always like, like he's a safety. Why? Why do you always have him rushing the quarterback? Like, exactly. he's not a traditional safety. Like, he should be a linebacker or something. No, and there's nothing wrong with untraditional safeties, but it's coverage. He's kind of, he's, you know what I'm saying? No, no, not that level that he like wants to get paid at. No, no. And they they basically mortgage their whole future for him, and he's gotten them diddly squat. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't stop John Walford. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and broken oh, broke oh, thumb, oh, Jared Goff. Oh, oh, easy, easy, easy. <laughs> he-
Oh, <laughs> yeah. Easy, easy. Noted, okay. noted <laughs> NFC easy. West killer John Wofford. <laughs> but man, uh, just to add some more thoughts to the Seahawks talk, um, I agree with what you two said about their being subpar. I agree that the offensive line's bad. I think that, you know, it doesn't matter how great the receivers are. It doesn't matter how great Russ is. This isn't a Super Bowl team. And I don't even think this is a team that's going to get to the divisional round. I don't think there's a chance they'll sniff the NFC Championship. I mean, they only had three draft picks last year. They didn't have a really good draft either. Some of their picks seem like more projects than guys that can help right away. And that's a bad decision to make when you have a disgruntled quarterback coming in saying, look, I need help. I need a running game. I need an offensive line. You got me great weapons on the outside, but that's not what wins Super Bowls. I will always say that receivers are a great luxury, but they are not what wins championships, and they are not what takes teams to the playoffs. What takes teams to the playoffs are defense, offensive line, good running game, and an eff- And all Seattle has is one of those, literally, Russell Wilson. They got a bad a bad line they got a subpar running game so i don't i think the seahawks will be in playoff contention but i don't really see them doing anything of I mean, note they have a pretty good game they just don't have like a running back well they run the ball a lot and i mean that it's more of like a by volume good running game i mean chris carson's yeah. a running back that's mm-hmm. impressive but he fumbles all the time and they always have about four or five running backs that you can start and get decent production out of but they don't really have anyone that's just a stud, a star, someone who yeah. can take over yeah. a game. It's, you know, it's like they it's like they try and like replicate those beast mode years, but they just haven't been able to replace beast mode. And it's like almost they like, just can't. And they look at what um, Shanahan does in uh, San Francisco with all his weapons, all his running backs, and they try to do something similar, and it's just not the same. I mean. They don't have the guys. They don't have the offensive line to be able to push that, you know. And plus, the run blocking is probably the only little bit of a strength they have. I mean, the pass blocking is awful, but they run block decently well. And I think that's the only reason that we see guys like Chris Carson and uh, Rashad Penny look good in the games. But they both fumble too much. It's just really inc- there's a lot of inconsistencies with them. I mean, Chris Carson suffered through injuries last year that kind of held him back. But I just, like I said, man, I just don't really see the Seahawks doing much of anything this year. Maybe making a little playoff run, but that's about it. And now we are going to get into our 15th ranked team, the New Orleans Saints. Now, this is wild. Lucas and I had them at 16th. Jackson had them at 6th in the NFL. The 6th ranked team (laughs) in the NFL. Now, Lucas, I was going to start with you, but Jackson, you got to go first after that. Please tell us why you have the Saints 6th. Please. Oh, I'll tell you, dude. Right now. They're going to win their division. Oh, my God. (laughs) For real? Yeah. Over the Buccaneers? Did they win their division last year? Did they win the Super Bowl last year? Hold up. Oh, this is power <laughs> rankings, not Super Bowl predictions, dude. They're going to have a much better record. They have a pretty schedule. A much they... better record. Than the Buccaneers, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, dude, yeah. you got to get to my point. I'm glad you get to your point. But that, 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 that's a pretty bold statement to just make. They went from a C-minus quarterback last year in Drew Brees to a B-plus. <laughs> Okay, and I'm not even trying to like you know all my Drew hate aside. Mm. Was Drew? Would you what 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 rating would you give Drew B for last season? Eh, B minus. B minus a C. Okay, we'll give him a C to C plus. Okay. What, that's what do fair. you think Jameis will be this year? 
A B plus, baby. I exactly. believe in Jameis Winston. I exactly. believe in Jameis. And they lost some pieces, some pretty big pieces, but I think Sean Payton's a good enough coach that they'll be like, you know, a next man up scenario. I mean, he's a top five coach in the NFL. They'll be okay. And on those on those missing pieces, they'll be okay. I think Jameis upgrades whatever they do with Taysom. I, I don't know, but he'll. I don't really say that he's necessary anymore, but you know, I think Sean got a little crush on him, so he'll get yeah, his. He'll get his reps. Sure, he's necessary. They have the third best running back in the NFL, who's going to go off again this year. Michael Thomas will play a lot more. I'm not saying he's great, but I mean he's definitely a boost to the wide receiver core. So yeah, dude. 12 and 5, that's their record this year. I have them as the sixth best team in the NFL. Mm. <laughs> what are they who that? Yeah. 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 Sadly. <laughs> who that? That's disgusting. Okay. My thing with the Saints is is like I think a part of them will miss the cuz like Although Drew Brees kind of he stunk. Resident he Falcon. I mean, <laughs> hey, okay. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll openly admit I hate their guts, but Drew Brees did break some consistency. No matter how bad he was, you kind of knew what he was, and you knew that he was going to dump the ball off to Kamara a bunch of times. Yeah. I think the quarterback position is going to be a complete wild card. It'll either be fantastic or a disaster. Like, there's no. I don't think there's going to be a middle ground with either Hill or Winston. I think mm. it's going to be either a wildly fun offense or it'll just be a complete disaster where they throw a bunch of picks and that kills them. But I think something that's underrated is I think the defense will be regressed. I think the front seven will be worse than what it was because I think Cam Jordan's getting up there in age. Like, I think, you know, Demario Davis has been good for the last couple of years, but he might fall off some. Trey Hendrickson dipped out, chased his bag. And, I mean, they drafted – I remember they, they drafted some kid from, like, Houston that was a total reach, like a total reach. I Like, no one thought he was going to sniff the first round. And then they picked him there at the end, back half there, and they still have Marcus Davenport, who's never developed. So I got questions along that front seven for this defense. Secondary should be all right. I just have – I have a lot of questions that the Saints will have to answer before I rank them, like, any higher. <laughs> Man, when it comes to the Saints, I agree with you, Jackson. I think Jameis Winston is for real. We are the originators of the Jameis Winston hype train. I will always stand by this opinion that Jameis Winston is going to have a great season. He is going to have a career resurgence, I think, with his new eye surgery. I think with new confidence. I think if Sean Payton throws him out there week one, he will shine. He will do his job. But with the Saints, man, I just I don't believe in their defense. I think they play in a tough division. I think the NFC this year is really good. And it's not that I think the Saints are bad. It's just that I think these 14 teams I have we have ranked ahead of them are better for the most part. And I think that a lot <laughs> of the teams in front of them have a really good opportunity to go far into the playoffs to win Super Bowls. And when I look at the Saints, will be good. I think the offensive line will hold up. I think Kamara will do Kamara things. I think Michael Thomas healthy will do his thing. I just don't think that they have a great overall, a great enough overall team to win a Super Bowl or go deep in the playoffs. I think they have that capability. I just think it's very, it's highly unlikely just because when we look at these other teams, as I said, 
they're all looking much better. And a team that I think could be a Super Bowl contender this year, we have them ranked pretty low. It's the Chargers. They're 14th. Now, LK actually had them the highest at 10th. Jackson had the lowest at 16th. I was somewhere in the middle. And when I look at the Chargers, I picked Justin Herbert to win the MVP this year. So I think he is going to I think the Chargers are going to be a playoff contender. I think they are for real. I think they could make a run to the AFC Championship. I think that their defense is going to be vastly improved. I think Justin Herbert's going to take that next step. I think they have great weapons on the outside. I think Austin Eckler is going to shine. I think that their offensive line picked up a huge addition in Rashawn Slater. I don't really have enough glowing things to say about this team. I think that the change in the coaching staff is going to make all the difference in the world. And honestly, I think 14 is a little bit low on them, but I think going into the season, a little bit lower of a ranking makes sense because they haven't proved anything. But I think the sky is the limit with this team. Justin Herbert is going to win MVP, carry them to the playoffs, maybe get to the divisional. Don't think they're going to win a Super Bowl, but I think this year is going to be an amazing year for the Chargers. So we have them ranked at 14th, but I think the sky is the limit for them. Okay, I, I like a lot of your points there. I don't know if I necessarily have Justin Herbert as an MVP. Seems like expectations are going to be really high, and he might not reach them, but I'm sure he'll still be really good and a lot of fun to watch. Um, I think the... The underrated part about their like they might have had the best offseason pickup when they picked up Corey Lindsley from the Packers there. Mm, yeah. Like oh that like they, they secured him. And it seems like it seems like this offensive line, they prioritized it more than they did like basically every year under Phillip Rivers. Because they have and a better so, quarterback now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a more dynamic, but you know. They had to, you know, get him ready quickly and so I really like what they did there with they're working on the offensive line they're really trusting that the defense will step up and I'm curious to see how they'll do because I don't know if the unit's as good as they were like in the past couple years but they still have Joey Mm. Bosa Um, they have the Kenneth Murray for last year's first round pick linebacker who's pretty fun to watch when he's going so I I really, really am excited to watch the Chargers. I just hope that they don't fall into their old Chargers ways where they find ways to lose games in the worst possible way. But, you know, we'll see if a new, a new coaching change can bring a different energy and they can actually, you know, win some games down the stretch, like when it comes crunch time in the fourth quarter. Well, first of all, before I start this, I need to apologize to Seahawks fans and Jamal Adams because I called him the most overrated safety and I forgot that Derwin James existed. So my apologies there. Chill off Derwin James. Noted, though, noted a, Jer- baller. Derwin James he's hater. He's a baller. When he's healthy, I'm not, that whoa, man is a baller. Whoa. When he's healthy, dude, I don't know if I had puberty last time he was healthy. <laughs> dude, okay, let's get off the Derwin. I just want to say, so Derwin, you know, who knows what he'll be. Everyone thinks he's going to come in and be number one safety. He hasn't proven anything to anybody. Secondly, I like the Chargers a lot. I love Justin Herbert. I like Mike Williams. I like Keenan Allen. Probably the most, pro- I mean, arguably the most underrated receivers, Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, easily. His route uh, running is ridiculous. Did I mention Austin Eckler already? I don't know. If I didn't, I'll do it again. Austin, the ultimate, ultimate queen. Melvin... 
or queen piece in chess. I'm trying to use a little simile here, metaphor. Melvin was holding out, and Austin came in and outperformed anything Melvin had ever done. What? There's no way he outperformed anything Melvin had ever done. Melvin was a stud for a couple seasons. Yeah, but Austin was better. I think Austin's more dynamic with like yeah. his catch. His catching is like he's probably he, Melvin he's right might be a little like more McCaffrey. Be- and, Melvin like, might be a better runner, but also not now. Melvin's better. washed now, but Melvin Gordon. I'm saying in that was time, but Melvin baller. was Melvin was never as a well-rounded running back position player. That's fair. And dude, you 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 even made the joke. I mean, no one loves a check down more than Philip Rivers. So, yeah. Uh, anyways, I think they'll be good. I love Justin Herbert. I don't think he'll be MVP this year, but he definitely should be good. I hope he don't get the sophomore slump. It's just that, and you know, I don't know. Like two or three years ago, they went twelve and four, and beat Baltimore in the play. I mean, they've performed well recently. It's just. Man, it's the Chargers, and so they should be higher. But I just don't see them winning more than eight or nine games this year, just simply because they're the Chargers. I hope I'm wrong. I hope, and they could, they could win thirteen or fourteen. I think they're that talented, but I don't know about the coach. I mean, yeah, he had a great defense, but he also had, in L.A. so had the best defender in the NFL and the best cornerback in the NFL to, at his disposal. So. I'm just not ready to buy into their hype yet. Yep, I think yep. that's fair. I think being like it's a cautiously optimistic look on their season. Absolutely. Like, don't, you don't want to get too high on them and then have it come crashing down, but it's like you really like where it's going. Yeah, great that's, future. Yeah, I like the the foundation pieces are definitely there. Yeah, all they're missing is a safety. <laughs> <laughs> And that brings us to our 13th ranked team, the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Jackson had him ranked the highest ninth. I had him the lowest at 14th. So, Jackson, what in the world makes the Cowboys a top 10 team? Because I think that just seems ridiculous. Because I think they're a 12-1 team this year. And (laughs) That's just funny to me, man. That's just funny to me. I mean, they're going to win their division, so you got to give them a little respect. Yeah, but it, winning that division is like winning a uh, lollipop at the fair. I mean, it's nothing to really write home it's about. It's not you know? the worst division in football. It's one of them. It's in the top two, or in the bottom two, rather. Yeah, I mean, I'd agree with that. Probably. I'd have to. Those yeah. are the, by far the worst two. The NFC North and the NFC East, by far. I don't know, man. The AFC South's pretty bad as well. Hey, it's got that's got two contenders in it though. The AFC yeah. South has two contenders: Andrew Golden Boy, Trevor Lawrence, and a team with Deshaun Watson. That hey, they stink, but they could beat anyone when Deshaun Watson's out there. Yeah, so you at least got to give them that. And the Texans yeah. are a team you've been hyping up. Hyping up, dude! I had them ranked like twenty-six. <laughs> <laughs> that's hyping the Texans up. Everyone else has them at thirty-two. Yeah, I'm just not a buyer into the Julio deal, I guess. But regardless, regardless. What team were we talking about again? The Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, They're very easy to back. forget. I think Mike, <laughs> Mike McCarthy is going to have a little more control this year. They was just a train I think they got caught in a mess. And so Dak's healthy. He got his contract. I hope he doesn't fall off. Ezekiel, you hate him, but I think Zeke's going to have another good year. The most overrated player in the NFL. Yeah, all right, buddy. 
Uh, I love what they did in the draft. I mean, they focused heavily on defense, which Jerry Jones hasn't done since since he went by Jer, you know, back in his Arkansas days. So, yeah, dude, uh, they should be a 12-1 team. And I don't think they're a team that's going to make a deep playoff run, but they'll definitely be in the playoffs and definitely be a team. They'll be a high – might be the best offense in the NFL. The best offense mm. in the NFL over the Kansas City Chiefs? Statistics-wise. Statistics-wise. Yeah, because they're going to be trailing by 28 and having to throw the ball the entire game. I, yeah. I, I didn't say you're wrong. I mean, <laughs> that could easily happen. could easily happen. My th- yeah, I mean, I agree with most of the points you make there. Um, I don't – I feel like they'll still drop a couple games where it's like they should win, but, you know, the defense will drag them down because – I mean, they made improvements to it, but overall as a unit, I'm still not buying it. I'm not buying Dan Quinn. I mean, he might be better just focusing on the defense instead of the head coaching role with the Falcons. Obviously a little biased here, but, you know, I just I still don't buy them completely as, a, like, secondary for sure. Um, I do think something I will say is I didn't give Dak enough credit for like how good he was until after I saw like what the team looked like last year without him. It was the offense was it was rough. It was just the, they weren't they missed the explosion that like factor of Dak and like felt like Zeke suffered from it and CeeDee Lamb was having a great rookie year until Dak got hurt. So I think the Cowboys will have a bounce back year. They should win that division if Dak's fully healthy throughout the entire year. And I think they're I feel like they're a safe bet to win that division, honestly. Like I don't I don't see another team really challenging like really hard unless the defense is really that bad that it was last year. But I think overall they should be better. Well, I have the Cowboys winning the NFC East. So, you know, whether it's at nine wins, ten wins, eight wins, whatever it takes to win that future division, I think they'll get there. <laughs> now, last year they had a historically awful defense, and I don't really see it taking too many strides forward because they needed a corner in the draft, and the best two got taken right ahead of them. So they traded back, got a great linebacker, Micah Parsons, but I don't really think that that fills a position of need, of need especially with Leighton Vander Esch still there. Now, there were reports that they tried to trade Leighton Vander Esch, but they just didn't get enough good offers, so I guess they backed off of that. But as great as Dak is, and I love Dak, I think he's you know a top-ten quarterback when he's healthy. I think he carries a lot on that team that nobody really gives him credit for because he does have good weapons on the outside. But that offensive line has gotten progressively worse over the last five years. You know, I think they peaked in 2016 as a line and everyone's gotten older. I think that they've lost a lot more than they've gained on that front. I think, you know, C.D. Lamb's big time. I think Amari Cooper's big time. But when I look at Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, I don't think he's – I don't think he's – I think he's pretty mediocre for an NFL running back and by far the most overrated running back in the NFL. You put any other running back behind that line in 2016 and 17 – they'll look just as good as Ezekiel Elliott did. Now, I'm not questioning how great he was when he first came out of college, but I genuinely <laughs> think he has gotten progressively worse every single year he's been in the NFL. I think his, he's not really in game shape. He's a step slower than he used to be. I'm just not a really big Ezekiel Elliott guy, and I never have been, and it has nothing to do with him beating <laughs> Alabama for the record. I just think that he's washed up. I think he's overrated. But overall, with the Cowboys, man, I just think their defense is bad. I think Dak is really great. I think they'll win that division pretty much by default. 
but they're not going to make any noise in the playoffs. They're going to go home in the first game because no matter how what they do in the regular season, as Stephen A. Smith says, the Dallas Cowboys to happen and you should have no faith on them after the 17 games are played in the regular season because they could go 17 and 0 16 and 1 you wouldn't have any faith in them because they're the cowboys and it's basically their mo to lose even when everyone thinks they have a shot to finally do something notable <laughs> that's yeah, just how i, I feel mean, about I the cowboys man. Said. I, I disagree on the zeke take i'm not saying that you're wrong on him falling off but when Dak plays, and I'm not even saying it's part of the system, but he's going to get great numbers when Dak plays. Well, the thing is, is I just think he's pretty mediocre for running back standards in the NFL because when we watched Tony Pollard last year step in for him, he often looked more explosive and just as good. I think Ezekiel, when we look at him, it's not that he's bad. Oh, you know, he would be bad on any other team. But I think a lot of his performance, good performances has more to do with the Cowboys team in itself, the line, the scheme, rather than him being a singular dominant running back. Cause I mean, put Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, any other elite running back on that team, they're going to blow Zeke out of the water. I mean, if, if a guy like Tony Pollard can come in and perform almost to the same level of an Ezekiel Elliott, I just think that speaks to Ezekiel Elliott really not being that special anymore. Thing that I'm interested in is like I'm curious is like how much Mike McCarthy coming in maybe hurt Zeke because you know McCarthy never had a good running game in Green Bay, like ever. So I don't know. Maybe it could be the system that's dragged him down. And I don't love Zeke or anything, but I feel like there. I feel like there might. Be, I feel like there's something behind the scenes that like, you know, maybe Dak went down and he kind of tanked the season like himself. Like he didn't really. Lost, he lost his interest and love in the season. I mean, I don't know. I feel like there's something more to mm. just him regressing. Well, I, I agree with that, but I'm tired of talking about a bad running back. It's time to talk about a team with a great running back, and that's Oof. our number 12 team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, Lucas oh, had him ranked the lowest. That's, you know, that's crazy talk. That We don't even <laughs> want to entertain that. I had him at six, which seems high, but I'm about to tell you why it's not high. We went 12 and four last season. We had a really rough stretch at the end of the season. I admit that, you know, we went one and four over our last five games, got embarrassed by the Browns. I get all of that. But Big Ben is back and he's better than ever. We have the most underrated offensive line in the NFL. (laughs) We just signed Trey Turner, a five time Pro Bowler. We got Banner, we got Chucks. We got Dotson. We got Kendrick Green in the middle holding it down. We got a prospect in Dan Moore coming in from Texas A&M. There was a four-year starter in the SEC. The Steelers are by far the most undervalued and underrated team going into this NFL season, and it's not even close. Our defense is still elite. We got Mika Fitzpatrick. We got T.J. Watt, one of the best pass rushers in the NFL, and dare I say the best pass rusher in the AFC North. We got pieces on defense that can carry us to victories, along with an offense that has improved. We finally have an elite running back for the first. No more Bud Dupree, though. Bud Dupree was a system guy, man. I'm not worried about losing (laughs) Bud Dupree whatsoever. I'm not. We got great pass rushers. And not only that, when I look at our offense, we got one of the best wide receiver cores in the NFL. Ben's arm is better than it was last year. It's fully healed. He's been working. He's been oh zipping God. those. What? He's been zipping those balls in there at practice, man. Yeah, I bet, dude. 
Did he ask he said before he threw it? <laughs> Back to football talk. I am telling you, man, there is more there's more reasons the Steelers are gonna be good this year. Lackluster. The offensive line is underrated. Ben is underrated. The wide receivers are underrated. Najee Harris is coming in. Our defense is just as good as it was last year, if not better, with another year of togetherness, another year of <laughs> chemistry. You know, I'm looking at the Steelers team, and I think we have a legit run to the AFC Championship or even the Super Bowl if all bodes well and Ben stays healthy and everything cracks our way because the Steelers, years you count them out, they answer the bell. So I got the Steelers as my sixth team. Obviously, we got them ranked 12th because Lucas and Jackson don't believe in them. But I just told you why the Steelers are going to be the, not the best team in the AFC, but a contending team in the AFC and could make a run to the Super Bowl. Man, I hope we still got people listening after that. all of that. We don't. <laughs> okay. Well, after my quick little nap I took there, I'll tell you why the Steelers are not going to be this great Super Bowl powerhouse. The point that you made exactly was they went one and four down the end of the last year. And they like they were the most fraudulent 11 and 0 team ever. See, I, I disagree with that because the only reason we went one and four over our last five games is because we couldn't run the ball anymore. Now yeah. we have a running back that is elite. Now well, we have an improved uh, offensive line. We don't have Fatso Villanueva in there anymore with like two left feet trying to block for a running back, okay? <laughs> we have a pro bowler in there. And I think Trey Turner is going to make all the difference in the world. That's all I'll say because we got to, you know, keep moving on. But I want Lucas and Jackson uh, well, to get into this Steelers talk. Well, you see, the thing is, is like I'd be fine with the offensive line, but if it wasn't like what, four out of five star, like it's a decent amount of starters turning over, like – Turning over that many starters on the offensive line is tough. Continuity is a huge thing for the offensive line there. And I don't think it's something they can just teach over one offseason in the training camp to, you know, all the rookies or first year guys that are coming into a new system. And I mean Najee Harris is pretty good, but you know, I pretty I just, good. He's pretty good for a rookie coming in. He's pretty good. He's one of the I best mean, rookie running backs we've probably ever seen coming into the NFL. That's how good he is. Okay, fair. Or <laughs> does Big have Ben? No, no yeah, offensive no. line. <laughs> He's going to be running for his life. Offensive line, Jackson. A good one. I'm, I'm <laughs> looking forward to one. it. I'm looking forward to seeing it. When I'm we looking go forward out there... for it to crash and burn so I can take my victory lap. I would love for that to happen. When we go out there and beat Buffalo in week one, I am taking a victory lap. On this I cannot wait for Buffalo to blow y'all out by 30. <laughs> that would make my day. So... And then you'll turn off the PlayStation and go to bed because that's not happening <laughs> in real life. Josh How much did y'all lose to by up. the Browns in the playoffs? The Browns were a fluke season, man. How they, much they... Did... Whoa, whoa. How much did y'all lose fluke to? Fluke season. That that's ironic. Too many. <laughs> Here's my thing, dude. I really hate it because I hope – my biggest fear this year is that this comes back on Mike Tomlin's legacy when they just suck. I think, you know, and I say suck, I think they're a fringe outside looking in playoff team. No way are they the sixth best team in the NFL, dude. No. You're an idiot if you think that. Complete biasness. Based on the, and, and Ben's getting better. That's like literally physically impossible. 
Yeah, it's, it's not saying. that he's father getting. Time is, father time is like there. Father time is like if he's not caught up already, it's coming. Like it's it's caught up to Eli. Like it's caught up to literally oh, everyone. Yeah, dude. And so hey, what? Jackson, but Tom Brady, like he's caught everyone. Jackson, I was actually gonna bring up Tom Brady just for a second, but answer this question for me. Okay. What what version of Tom Brady was better last year on the Bucks or two years ago on the Patriots? Two years ago. What? There's oh, no way. Oh, Last year's oh, Tom Brady oh, was real oh, oh, good. Oh, 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 okay, hold up. I thought you were talking about like the team that won the Super Bowl. I was. Oh no! no I got no, my no, ears. No. Mixed yeah. Up. Oh, I got okay, you. No, no, I got no, no. you. Um. Yeah, but here's a difference. It's a completely different. He was in a different system. It, I, was gonna say, I feel yes. like it's like, I, feel I like mean, okay. Different weapons. Listen, too. Yeah, more weapons. Bruce Arians is a quarterback coach. I mean, you said that yourself. Yes, but you're Ben is getting a brand new offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, who is an offensive guru. Okay, no, he's not Canadian. <laughs> His name's Canada. You really think? Okay, I'm, I'm not even going to entertain that stupidity. Okay, so he's getting I'm a new the stupid offensive one here. <laughs> I think that's been established. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, but you got a new offensive coordinator coming in, a new running back, a revamped offensive line that a lot of people, you know, a lot of the casuals, except for, okay, he's not a casual, but a lot of the Twitter casuals are like, oh, you know, the Steelers' offensive line is the worst in the NFL. We got some studs on that offensive line, man. Trey Turner's a stud. Dotson's a stud. Kendrick Green in the middle. I mean, he's a rookie, but I think he can hold it down. I just have a lot of faith, and it's not that I think – think that the, I mean it's not that I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl but I think that they'll be a lot better than people are giving them and credit I also for. wide receiver core dude what? I'm saying they're bad I Chase Claypool so Deontay Johnson corny Juju Smith Schuster bro oh dude corny with a capital K <laughs> dude, just just because they're just just because they're on TikToks doing their whips and nays does not mean that oh, they're corny. <laughs> that was, that Corvette, was Corvette. horrible. Yeah, dude. Like I said, oh, and I can't think of his name. Uh, but one of your all's players has had the worst social media week of all time, dude. Oh, Devin De- Bush. Devin Bush. <laughs> oh, it's been awful. Super social nowhere. Oh my gosh. I just incredible. think your all's team is more of a comedy than it is a football team this year. And it's going to be fun to watch, but I just don't think they'll amount to much. It's funny you say that, because you know what my favorite comedy movie of all time is? I don't know, dude. Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this uh, this older movie, you know. It came out in about 2009, 2010. It was called uh, Super Bowl 43. Where this team from Arizona came in and thought they actually had a chance and lost off one of the greatest catches we've ever seen, and you know I, I watch those highlights and laugh harder than I've ever laughed in any other comedy movie. So I kind of classify it as that where that joke of a team won in six Super Bowl and that yeah, it team is a comedy because Arizona- that Super Bowl was a joke, dude. That was not a catch. <laughs> what? It obviously was a catch. I've showed you that screenshot so many times. His toes are clearly inbound. Yeah, dude. It's called Photoshop. <laughs> and then some dude who runs a 40 in six seconds somehow scored a 103 yard touchdown or t- bro get out of here i'm not yeah, having it yeah 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 because your uh your offense they were a bunch of uh, slow boys they couldn't catch my boy james harrison so chew on oh, that dude, larry have you ever seen that video and seen larry running trying to tackle him and he was too slow. I hate when that happens. No, dude. <laughs> he catches him four separate Boo-hoo. times. He's, he's not strong enough. Oh, oh. 
<laughs> or Larry uh, Fitzgerald. Yeah, watch him get a Super Bowl ring this year, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Next team, dude. How close are we to the Cardinals? I'm ready. Uh, man. Honestly, the Cardinals shouldn't even be in this part of the rankings. I think it's ridiculous. But before we get to the Cardinals, we got to get to our 11th ranked team, the Tennessee Titans. Mm. So, Lucas, I'm going to bring it to you. What do you think about the Titans this year? Uh, The Titans, I think, have the potential to win their division, and that's about where it ends. They have a chance to win the wild card round. Um, I like The Julio trade was good. We've talked about it a decent amount here. And I mean, it does add another, you know, explosive piece to that offense. Um, but I think the main concern has always been their defense, at least for the past, you know, for at least for last year, for sure. Like the defense was, you know, not good. It was, re- it was really just like they just they have players. It's just they're not they can't put it together and play complete football there on the defensive end, like defensive side. And I just Kevin Byard is a really good safety in my opinion. Uh, I think they they're the team that picked up Bud Dupree, mm-hmm. and so I think that adds to their offense uh, or defensive line. I mean, <laughs> and I just I don't know. I I have questions about the defense, you know, being consistent week in week out. I have questions about the offense being consistent once Arthur Smith left, brought in a new guy who from the Raiders he got fired a couple years back, and they were just an average offense. So I think Derrick Henry. And the wide receivers, Brown and Jones, will carry. You know, they have a decent offensive line, but, you know, I don't see them making a whole ton of noise. Kind of similar to, like, how the Cowboys' ceiling is. I see them, you know, they have potential to get past the wild card round, but I don't see them sniffing any more, like, AFC championship game, especially in the competitive AFC. Mm. Well, uh, I love Tannehill. I love Derrick Henry. I think their wide receiver core is good. I think their defense is very hit or miss. It, if they're healthy, their defense will be good. Caleb Farley yeah. could be real. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't see him to that level, and I don't think Julio made a big difference. Mm. I just don't think he improved that team a lot. Man, I get that they lost to Dory Jackson and Malcolm Butler – and Corey yes, Davis, and Johnny Smith, and, and Jadavion Clowney. And probably the biggest loss of all, they lost Arthur Smith, their offensive coordinator. Now, with all that being said, and those losses being taken into account, I still think the Tennessee Titans are Super Bowl contender. And I got four words as to why. Julio Jones, Ryan Tannehill. Now, Derrick Henry is the best oh player on the team. We know okay. this. Okay, Derrick Henry is the horsepower behind the Tennessee Titans. We get all of that. But the X factors next season that I think are going to make the biggest difference between last season and this season is Ryan Tannehill continue, continuing to be a great quarterback, having the highest passer rating we've seen in the NFL since he started in 2019, even over Patrick Mahomes. And Julio Jones, who I think comes into a situation where he is revamped, he is revitalized. I get he's a veteran. I get he's had some injury issues the past couple years. 
But I think Julio Jones stepping into a situation with a great quarterback who can throw a great deep ball and no shade to Matt Ryan. I love Matt Ryan. I'll fight for Matt Ryan, you know, till the cows come home. I think he's a top 25 quarterback of all time. But at this stage is in their career. Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback. He is a better deep ball passer. And quite honestly, I think Tennessee has a better roster than Atlanta. So I think Julio getting his wish, getting traded, getting out of Atlanta, coming into a new team with a new coach. I think Mike Vrabel is going to have those guys playing together. I think that they're going to have great chemistry. You know, I think their defense, although they lost a lot, you know, I think they're going to make a little bit of a step up from last season because last season they struggled on all accounts. And I think coming into this season, they have a chance and an opportunity to play with more cohesion, play with more togetherness. You know, I love the offensive line they have out there. I think it's real solid. I think Derrick Henry is going to have another 1,500 to 2,000-yard season somewhere in there, probably 1,700, 1,800 yards if he stays healthy. Um, They still have a great wide receiver core even without Corey Davis. Obviously, A.J. Brown and Julio are one of the best one-two punches in the NFL, if not the best. So when I take all those things into account, I think the Titans are going to be a really good team. And I think they could make a run to the Super Bowl if they got hot at the right time. Because as we remember, two years ago, they made a run to the AFC Championship game. And we look at them now, they just added (laughs) one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. So I going to be a lot in their way. But I think playing in a relatively weak division, along with the fact that they have a great core of running back, quarterback, wide receivers – I think they got a really decent shot to make make noise in the playoffs. And, man, I'm dreading this next team. <laughs> Our 10th ranked team in the power rankings, which is ridiculous because LK and I had him at 12, which I know is not, not too far from 10, but t- top 10 is elite territory. And Jackson had them at, wait for it, 7th best in the NFL. It's the Arizona Cardinals, man. And I'm just going to give the floor to you, Jackson, because you got to explain having them as the seventh best team. You got to explain why we have them in the top 10. And yeah, the floor is all yours, man. I'm just really, well, uh, I'm really fascinated to hear this out. Uh, I just want to say the reason I rated them so low is because I didn't want my bias to step in. So I figured seven would be a safe spot to put them. Uh huh. <laughs> okay. Let's just start off with the basics, dude. Or let's let's take out the bad parts of this team. A little weak. We need a. They need a, one more cornerback piece. But like I said, Stephon Gilmore will be a Cardinal before the beginning. My words. So they'll get that. They got Malcolm Butler. They got Byron Murphy. He'll play the slot. Might play outside. Great young player. <laughs> Safety. Buda Baker. Top five. Top five? I mean, I, I could see it. He's on the fringe. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> you had J.J. Watt. Chandler Jones didn't play last year. You got Zayvon Collins, who I've already talked about. He's already impressed me this offseason. <laughs> Isaiah Simmons <laughs> is going to play a lot this year, and he played good last year when he got opportunities. He just sucked in coverage, but I think he'll be improved there. So that's the defense, dude. Now let's get to the offense. You have the best young quarterback in the NFL walking up below center. You have the best wide receiver in the NFL. You got Chase Edmonds, dude, who I've already talked about. RB1 next year. He's not even the the starting running back on the team. He will be, dude. That's your sleeper in fantasy, guys. 
He's not even a sleeper. He's going to get overdrafted by a bunch of people thinking, oh, my God, Kenyon Drake's out. Now it's going to be Chase Edmonds' season. Nah, he's going to be okay. But James Conner's going to get a lot of work, and they're both going to be our low-end RB2s, maybe a high, a, a, a mid-tier to high-end flex on a good day. But They added A.J. Green. Oh, wow. Revamped the offensive oh, my line. God. <laughs> A.J. Green, what is away- this, 2015? Dude, you just got done talking about how Ken Roethlisberger just entered the prime of his career. I don't want to hear you talk. <laughs> the only thing is if it wasn't for Cliff Kingsbury, this team would be the Super Bowl favorites. The Super Bowl oh. favorites? <laughs> if it wasn't well. for Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury's <laughs> awful, dude. Like I've said, he is a Pop Warner offensive coordinator coaching an <laughs> NFL team. It's a joke. <laughs> Go ahead, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, he is really hor- like I, it's funny that he like keeps getting jobs because of Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> like solely based off of Patrick Mahomes, he's getting really high end jobs. Like it's it's pretty pretty goofy. I think if he wasn't the coach, I might I, they might be like if I didn't it's love crazy because so Patrick's much, not even the best quarterback he's ever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, at, at his time, I would say. But yeah. anyway, like I mean, that's still. I, th- I do like the Cardinals a lot. It's just kind of similar to a Chargers situation where I don't know if I believe in them yet. Um, I mean, I think I think quarter- it's a quarterback league, obviously. So Kyler is one of your better quarterbacks, you know, on the ground and through the air. So I think he helps you out a ton. Um, I think they have. I think they have sneaky one of the best wide receiver, like from like probably like one to five, one of the best depth charts. Um, it's just um, I have a question about the secondary. Like you were talking about, they need another cornerback that they can rely on. I love Buda Baker. Uh, I don't know where Isaiah Simmons will go. I think the offensive line. I don't know. I like. I still don't know who really stands out on that offensive oh, line. And we got a. Oh, what's his name? Uh, is it Rodney Harrington? Oh, Hudson. Rodney Hunt? Yeah, dude. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot y'all picked him up. So, I yeah. mean, he might be able to anchor his offensive line. Oh, dude, because Mason Cole was the worst NFL player <laughs> of all time. And he's the reason he it's, missed the play. It's funny how, like, a bad center, like, really, really stands out. Like, oh, when yeah. you have a bad center, man, it is just a really awful time to watch, it, like, the offense. Like, it's it's really awful. So, and you we might got get Matt a boost this that. year. <laughs> Which is what about Zane Gonzalez though? Oh, dude, he's on he's on my terrorist watch list. As I, I we saw speak. that like I saw that like where's the jersey is still like a one twenty, oh one hundred twenty yeah, bucks for the kicker jersey. Yeah, I'd pay one hundred twenty dollars if I got to meet him in person. Give me five minutes alone with him, see what happens. <laughs> That's kind of sus, Jackson. Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, you don't even want to know what's gonna happen. Oh, I'm wait. not even gonna say pause. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like I. I'm gonna be like careful in rating the Cardinals, but I like where the team is going. Just I'm scared for the coaching. That's my only concern. So I think I think the expectation is playoffs or bust for Cliff Kingsbury. I kind of hope we suck this year and hire Bienemy next year. Might be a tank season as well. I don't know. That would be a, a like a level ten play. Yeah, <laughs> man. Honestly, I think the Cardinals could be really good. I mean, as you guys said, 
Kyler Murray's going to have a great year. They got a great wide receiver core. The offensive line should be improved. You know, I'm not too impressed with their defense, but I think JJ Watt and Chandler Jones being together is going to be a formidable duo. I just think that their formidable. division, what well, is going to be formidable? got to give him some props, you know. I mean, J.J. Watt should be – if he stays healthy, and that's been an issue for him, you know, he should still be pretty darn good. And obviously, when Chandler Jones is healthy, he's one of the best in the NFL at his position. But the defense is a little shaky to me still. You know, outside of that, I mean, Buda Baker obviously is going to do his thing, but they didn't address the cornerback need in the draft. I think that's concerning, you know. I think that there's a lot of pieces like Isaiah Simmons on defense that Cliff Kingsbury still needs to figure out how to use correctly. But if they do, I feel like their defense could be very much improved from last season. I just don't have a whole lot of faith in Cliff Kingsbury when they get to the playoffs and when they get in a situation where, you know, it's a close game. Coaches need to make adjustments. I don't really know if Kings can, Cliff Kingsbury can hang with some of the elite coaches in the NFL, especially in a division where you got to go against the Rams, Sean McVay. you got to go against the Niners with um, Shanahan. So I just don't think that them being the third-best team in their division is going to be able to make too much noise. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't really see them as a Super Bowl contender just because their division is so elite, and I see two teams from their division being better than them. And that brings us to our ninth-ranked team, the Indianapolis Colts. LK and I had them ranked ninth. That's the highest. Jackson had them ranked 12th. So, LK, I'm going to bring it to you. What had you rank the Colts ninth, and why do you see them as a team that could contend for a high playoff spot or a Super Bowl this season? Well, my thing with the Colts is is I think that they very sneakily have one of the most complete rosters in football from top to bottom. Like, I think the defense played – like, the defense was the story last year, realistically, for the Colts. Like, all season long, their defense played really, really solid. You know, the offense had its, like, moments, but they really relied on that defense to make plays for them. You know, Phil Rivers is gone, so they had to figure out a quarterback situation. And so they went out and got Carson Wentz, who was unhappy in Philly. And, you know, rejoined him back with Frank Reich, you know, offensive – coordinator who had his best season with, you know, Carson Wentz. And I'll I'll make this declaration. I think Carson Wentz is a very, very, very dark horse MVP candidate. Wow. I think, like, obviously it's going to be ridiculous if he does it because he's coming off one of the statistically worst seasons a quarterback has ever had. But, I mean, I think he's a real – I think he is – I think he's in his head way too much. I think the Nick Foles thing got into his head, the injury got into his head, losing Frank Wright got into his head, and then drafting Jalen Hurts got into his head. So I think he needed a fresh, fresh start. He gets that here in Indy. He has a great offensive line. You know, Quentin Nelson, one of the most you know fun guards to watch in the league. And, you know, linemen aren't very fun to watch, but Quentin Nelson is fun to watch. So I think they have that. They have a great, pretty solid running game with Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. Uh, the wide receivers, I think they got to step up. You know, they need Michael Pittman to step into a role. You know, I think they could really – they could prove the tight end position if they, like, you know, try and trade for Zach Ertz or something. You know, I think I think the Colts have a really, really, really solid roster. And I think if Carson Wentz does put it together, I, I feel like they're much more likely to contend than the Titans. So I think it's a big if on Carson Wentz, but I'll I'll – 
kind of I'll buy in some Carson Wentz stock. I think he'll have a pretty pretty decent season, much better than last season, which you can't get much worse than what that was last year. Intriguing, um, dude. I agree with everything you say except, I mean, the MVP thing. I don't think that's a possibility. But I do think Carson improves mightily this year. I think a lot of what you said about that being in his head is not is something I never thought about, but it's a really good point. I mean, he kind of had the – it seemed like Doug Peterson hated him almost. I've always kind of caught that vibe. They had a know. weird power struggle there. Yeah, you know, I don't know if Doug just didn't like his hair color or what the issue was that he got all the credit. <laughs> it's just really weird to me. And so I think that – it's one of those situations where, like you said, it's a fresh start. He's back with Frank Wright. I mean, he's probably got a better team than he ever had in Philly. So, yeah, man. I mean, I I agree. I agree with everything you said, except I just don't think he's an MVP. That's uh, that's why I label it as a really major dark horse. Like, I, I don't think it's a realistic expectation at all. Yeah, like 400 to 1 is what I put. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it'd be ridiculous, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he came out and like had shades of twenty seventeen. You know, yeah. it's just because I mean that was just ruined by an ACL tear. I mean, simple as that. So, I think there's a chance that it's it's very highly unlikely with all the great quarterbacks in the league right now. But it's something where you know if a couple injuries break or low or expectations aren't met. The Colts, like, you know, elevate themselves to, like, maybe one of the one or two seeds, which, once again, would be really hard to do, but I don't think it's out of the question. I think the Colts could win a Super Bowl. I really do. Now, last season they ranked in the top ten in both offensive and defensive efficiency, and that was with Phillip Rivers as their quarterback, ranking in the top ten of offensive efficiency in the National Football League. Now they got Carson Wentz, and I get it. Carson Wentz stunk last year, but he's back with Frank Wright, the coach he or the offensive coordinator from Philly. He won a Super Bowl with. Now, obviously, he didn't start in that Super Bowl, but he was the engine that powered them to be able to get a high seed in that playoff. Oh, he would have won Nick MVP Wolf. that season. Oh, absolutely. The only reason they made that Super Bowl was because they had home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Nick Foles carried the torch home. But you know who lit that torch? It was Carson Wentz with Frank Reich's offense. And now he's back with Frank Reich. He's in a great situation with a great organization, one of the best rosters in the NFL, arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. The outside, underrated weapons on the outside. I got to give a shout out to Pittman. I think he's one of the most underrated wide receivers in the NFL and is going to make a this year i think their defense is loaded i think darius leonard is a beast i think that overall they have one of the most underrated offenses and defenses in the league and when you combine that with great coaching i think the sky's the limit with the colts and i think they might get a top three seed in the um afc the only reservation i have is carson wentz i think he should star but there's still a chance that he might flame out just because of how much he struggled last season so Although I do think the Colts could win a Super Bowl, the only reason I have them outside of my top five is that Carson Wentz question mark. But other than that, they got Jonathan Taylor. They got that elite offensive line. They got a great defense. They have weapons on the outside. The Colts have the makings of a Super Bowl team. It's just up to Carson Wentz to step in there and return to his MVP caliber form. Because if he does that, NFL needs to watch out. 
And that brings us to our eighth-ranked team, the San Francisco 49ers. You guys had them the highest at eighth. I had them the lowest at tenth. So, Jackson, tell me why you got the Niners ranked eighth and why they could be a Super Bowl contender this season. Um, because they're probably the most complete team in the NFL. Mm. And I think Jimmy G plays the entire season. Jimmy Kyle, Han- Kyle, Han- Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Probably, I mean, I'd give him top ten. Easily one of the best offensive minds in the game still. He gets, I feel like he gets overshadowed by Sean McVay, although I think I would rather have Kyle Shanahan as a coach. Uh, they weren't – I mean, they were bad last year. They weren't awful, and they had literally no one playing. Uh, Nick Bosa's back this year. Uh, they upgraded in some other spots defensively. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the – they're just so complete, and they're very deep as well. And I don't think the loss of uh, Sala will really affect them that much, but it could. That's the only kind of, like, question mark I have around that team this year. Yeah, mm. yeah. I like those points. Um, I I think, yeah, I think Jimmy G will play the whole year. I don't see Trey Lance coming in. Um, I think they, I think their wide receivers are, like, really, really underrated. Like, Brandon Ayuk, I think it is, and Debo yeah. Samuel. I think mm-hmm. those two guys are like a really, really formidable duo, especially in the future for the future, you know, moving forward. And, you know, I think Mostert comes back and has a really good year in that system. And, you know, they, they'll probably split it, obviously. But, you know, I think they brought in Alex Mack, who, you know, obviously shined with Shanahan in Atlanta. So I think that boosts their offensive line some, even though he's a little bit up there in age. And like you said, Nick Bosa's coming mm-hmm. back. And I think Nick Bosa has, you know, he has come back player of the year. And so I think I just I see that like the only thing that can bring down the 49ers is uh, Jimmy G. And I just I think he'll be I think he'll be solid enough. I don't think he'll like, you know, elevate his play that much. But I think he'll be solid enough to where, you know, as a team, as a, like you said, as a complete team, they're really good. So I could see them, you know, pushing, you know, for the division there, AFC West. You know, we'll see. I don't I don't know if they have Super Bowl potential. But I, it wouldn't shock me if they did make a run here, especially I'm, with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is one of the best coaches in the NFL. To your point, LK. And yeah. when I look at the when I look at the 49ers, you know, last season they went six and ten. It was rough, but they had a lot of injuries. I mean, their injury luck last year is one of the worst we've ever seen in NFL history. And I think bringing a healthy Bosa back, I think their defense as a whole being healthy. I think Jimmy G being healthy. He can step in and have one more good year until Trey Lance takes over. I think this 49ers team is very dangerous because they bring back a star-studded roster from top to bottom. They have one of the best stables of running backs in the NFL. They have a great offensive line. They have weapons on the outside. I think Brandon Ayuk can take that next step and be a star receiver this year. There's a lot I like about the uh, 49ers. I think that they're a really, really good team and will be a Super Bowl contender. I just I and although I think Jimmy G will be good, you know, I think he holds them back from being a top five, you know, super true, you know, almost a team that you would have pretty much locked into the NFC championship. Because if they had an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or an elite quarterback, I think they'd win the Super Bowl. But Jimmy G is one of those quarterbacks who can get you there. He can have you as a top 10 team. He can get you to the Super Bowl. But I'm not going to pick you 
as that. I'm not going to have confidence in you as that because Jimmy G is a guy who, for all intents and purposes, is a system quarterback. He's not someone who can take over a game, and he's not someone who you can put all your chips in the middle of the table and say, Jimmy G is going to get it done. So as much as I like the 49ers, that's the only reason I have them outside of my top five is because of Jimmy G. I think that he does hold them back in a few in more than a few ways. But I still think that he's he can have a really solid good season, you know, win 11, 12 games with the 49ers. But with that being said, I just can't see him taking that next step and being, you know, someone who could carry the team to the Super Bowl. And this next team we're about to get into has another quarterback who I think can't carry a team to a Super Bowl. And that's Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. We have them at seventh. Now, Jackson had the highest at uh, fifth. And better brace yourselves for this. I had him at 13th. Now, I know that's very low, and it seems kind of petty, you know, Being a Steelers fan, and obviously what the Browns did to us last year, the Browns coming close to beating the Chiefs in the playoffs. Like, I get they did a lot of impressive things, and I get that they finished their season on a very high note. However, I think people look at the roster and they say, okay, all this talent, they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. All this talent, they're going to do things we've never seen before. But, man, it's the Browns, and they had one good year under Kevin Stefanski, but they are still the Browns, and Baker Mayfield is still their quarterback. A lot of last year when Miles Garrett was out there, he was carrying their defense. He was. He was masking a lot of issues they had schematically on defense, and he was masking a lot of issues they had overall on defense. And they had a great draft. I will give them that. But I think NFL defenses are going to see what they did on offense last year and put a lot of pressure on Baker. And I don't think that he's going to be quite good enough to overcome that pressure. I think the Browns are going to be a solid team. I think they're going to be really good. But I think they're going to be the third best team in their division. I think they're going to struggle to get into the playoffs. And if they're lucky enough to get into the playoffs, it's going to be as a wild card because they are the most overhyped team going into this NFL season. I'm still not a believer. I think the Browns are the Browns. As I said, I'm not a believer in Odell. I'm not a believer in Jarvis Landry. I think Nick Chubb is the best player on their offense, but I don't even think he can do enough to make them a true Super Bowl contender. I think what they did last year was storybook. I think it was awesome. I think they were a great Cinderella But like most March Madness Cinderella's, after one good year, they kind of fall back down to earth. And I think this year is going to be a rude awakening for Cleveland because although they'll be good, they're going to be nowhere near as great as most publications are, are, you know, claiming they will be. So when I look at the Browns, I have them 13th. And obviously we had them 7th because you guys are a lot higher on them than I am. But overall, man, I just don't think the Browns are going to be all that in a bag of chips. I think they'll have a solid season. I think Baker will do okay things, but I don't think Baker will ever be the quarterback that Browns fans think he is or think he will develop into. Mm. Now, here's where I'll I'll admit you're right is I think expectations are the Browns' like worst enemy. I think expectations are scary in Cleveland, mm. and I think like you know they're they're drinking the Browns Kool Aid. And that's it's pretty scary stuff. But my thing is, I think Kevin Stefanski has brought a level of stability for that coaching, you know, the coaching staff and the players. And I think he's the reason why the Browns turned around. 
And I think, you know, coming back, I feel like they're, the defense is actually, I feel like, better than what they were last year. You know, I think that Denzel Ward takes another step forward. I think he might be one of those guys where he elevates his game to being one of those upper echelon cornerbacks. And I think, you know, they had a really, really great draft, and they got a steal in Jeremiah Owosu Kuomura or something. You know, Notre Dame kid. I think they got a steal in him, like the second round there. I think they did a great job in the draft. I think the offense will – I don't know if he'll continue to home like at the level it was last year in the playoffs. But, I mean, returning Chubb, who, you know, missed games last year. Hunt is still there. Odell will be coming back, although the unit was better without Odell. You know, Jarvis Landry's still there. And I do think Baker has, like, the qualities of, like, Kirk Cousins and Jimmy G where, like, he's good in his system. And, but I don't think he'll, like, carry you to anywhere special. But I think the rest of the roster is so strong. And I think they finally have a really solid offensive line there where I think it's fair for them to have the expectations of wanting to win the division. I don't know if they will, but I think it's fair to have those expectations and they should be hungry for more than just a wild card spot. Yeah, they're the best team in that division by far. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get out of here with that. It's just starting to sound ridiculous at this point, okay? They have a better defense than the Ravens. They have uh, – actually, yeah. They have a better running back. They have better receiving core. I would give Lamar a slight edge over Baker. Slight? Yes, yeah, slight, dude. Who? Okay, who has, a better, who has a better arm? Who has a better arm? Who has a better arm? It doesn't matter who's a better quarterback, Lamar Jackson. I would take Lamar Jackson in the clutch, making a big-time throw any day over Baker Mayfield, choke artist Baker Mayfield. You never answered my question, who has a better arm? Who has a better arm, uh, Josh Allen or Tom Brady? <laughs> Answer is, my question. not answering this question. Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? <laughs> who has a better uh, arm? Baker Mayfield. Okay. <laughs> I love Kevin Stefanski. I think he helped the team out a lot last year. Gave him some stability all around the good. And I'm not saying that Baker is an elite quarterback by no means. Hell, I don't know if he's much better. I'm a pretty big Case Keenum guy myself. But, but let's just be realistic here. He's good enough to win a Super Bowl. And yeah. they it depends on what he has around him. Oh my well look at what he has around him, dude. A hell of a team. He's a really good team. It on is a paper. really, really, really on paper, dude. Um what what are you uh, Oh my god, dude. This hate is going too far for you, man. You're not even making sense personally. anymore. Not even making sense. Took that beating last year, personally. But first of all, dude, I wouldn't call that beating. They assaulted you guys last <laughs> year. And they almost beat the Chiefs. Almost. Yeah, I know. I know Mahomes was hurt. Whatever, dude. They almost yeah. beat the Chiefs. And they, co- they could have played with the Bills. And they, they, were, they were a fourth down away from being in the Super Bowl last year. Okay, they, but they, they got, got hot, hot at the right time. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was just about to say. They got hot at the right time, but they showed a lot of issues throughout that regular season. So oh just my because God. they so got they improved hot. as a team, they improved as a team. You're taking away from them. No, I'm Get not taking it away man. from them. I'm just saying that I don't think that. 
going into this season, they're going to meet the expectations they've been given. I think, if anything, they're going to fall well short just because they have a above average quarterback. Yeah, dude. I'd they rather have... watch them start out eleven and zero and fall off a cliff. <laughs> hey, well, who, who had a better record last year, the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Cleveland Browns? Who went further? Our team. The Browns. It's about how answer you my question. Who had a better record? Yeah. I, I guess you all did. Exactly. We did. Team, we just couldn't run the ball at the end of the year. So that's why we lost. Had, now we got Najee Harris. And now, oh. yeah, you had home field advantage, dude, and still got Molly. Najee Harris. At that time, Najee Harris. Where's Najee Harris now? Oh, yeah. Najee Pittsburgh, Harris Pennsylvania. For them four touchdowns that they gave up in the <laughs> first half. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he's going to help. <laughs> I I just I can't believe what I'm hearing. The thirteenth <laughs> best team be the thirteenth. Okay, well we're gonna get to a ranking right now that's far more egregious than that on your account, and that's having the Ravens our sixth ranked team in the power rankings, eleventh. Oh no, I you got them ranked the lowest at eleventh. <laughs> okay, no, you do, but we're not even to that one yet. Okay, we're not even to that one yet. You had the Ravens ranked at eleventh. I I. The highest at uh, fifth, and I hate to say it, but the Ravens could win the Super Bowl next year. They are looking great. Their defense is looking to be improved. I think that their offensive line, you know, obviously they lost Orlando Brown. That's going to hurt, but they still have a great offensive line. I think Lamar has made imp- little improvements every season. I mean, obviously last season wasn't as prolific as his um, MVP season. Oh, and dude, plus a- he got Sammy Watkins this year. Yeah. <laughs> and they drafted Rashad Bateman. You know, I think that. Harbaugh is a great coach. I think that he makes, you know, little improvements, little adjustments to the team every single season. They're always a tough out. I think Lamar is going to continue to make strides as a passer. I think Rashad Bateman is going to make a big impact. I think their wide receiver core is improved because of the addition to him and Sammy Watkins. I think the running game, Dobbins going to step up. He's going to take that next step and be looking to be, you know, maybe not a star, but a solid NFL running back and a thousand yard rusher. I think that overall the Ravens are unfortunately the best team in the NFC North, AFC North rather. Wow. I think that they could win the Super Bowl. I think that they are I mean if the Chiefs don't win it, I think it'll probably be the Ravens. I think Insane. that they are No, I think that they're that good. I think that they are that elite. I think that they are a team who's undoubtedly top 3 in the AFC and I think they're staring at the Bills and they're staring at the Chiefs and they're saying, "Look, we're coming. Lamar is coming." Pause. <laughs> I'm not going to say that anymore. Lamar is ready. The Ravens are ready. I think that they uh, I think they could win the Super Bowl. I think they're a great team. I I think I think I agree with most of your points there. I think they do have Super Bowl potential. I mean, it all it all rides on Lamar. It all does. Like it's all up to Lamar oh, and yeah. what he decides to do. Yeah, I'm, I mean, on Lamar. <laughs> pause. <It's, laughs> I think Lamar can <laughs> Lamar can improve enough to where they're like he is a great passer. You know, I think it's all on this season. Like if if he's a great passer this season, sky's the limit. Like he's already MVP, but he needs that like he needs another level of like accuracy. I think if he takes that step this year, then he's reached that level. And it's all up to him. I mean, the defense is in place there. They got a really, really, really solid secondary. Patrick Queen's good. 
O-line's pretty pretty solid still. Pretty you know, solid. Still is all on Lamar. And so I'll hand it over to Jackson because I'm, I'm curious to why he got them at 11. Outside the top 10 was just outrageous for such an elite team. And I hate the Ravens, but they're elite. They're pretty good. They're pretty oh, good. I mean, and the good, Cardinals are better than the Baltimore Ravens. Are you kidding me? Absolutely. Dude. Absolutely. Dude, dude, dude. Come on now. Explain yourself. Okay, well, let's just do compare and contrast then, bruh. Whose quarterback would you rather have? Um, I mean, I would rather have Kyler just because of his ceiling, but Lamar has an MVP. Yeah, dude, I, I don't even want to get into that, dude. That was a bogus MVP. Regardless, dude. I think the Ravens are a good team. Defensively, they're stacked. O-line stacked. Or <laughs> in terms of, like, their skill positions, I'm just not a fan of them at all. And I feel like in this NFL, I feel like – and you kind of – I wanted to touch on this earlier, but I just didn't feel like arguing with it with you on it, but I'm going to bring it up now. I think that why more important now than they've ever, ever been – Three years mm. ago, I would have agreed with you. But now, I mean, just the way the league's set up now with the rules and the penalties and all that, wide receivers, like, up there is one of the most important positions. I'd say more important than running back now, for sure. And they have a weak wide receiver core. And I don't even know if they have a quarterback that can get it 30 yards down the field. And you've seen a decline in Lamar last year, and I think that just keeps declining. Well, I wouldn't say it was much of a decline. I mean, a statistical decline, but I mean, I think that when we looked at his passing, he improved in a lot of ways. You know, Dude, I that think... Browns game where he, you know, had his oh, that, that Pierce beautiful wide. Oh, oh my gosh, dude. If, if, <laughs> dude! I don't know a man on this planet who could not make that throw, and they gassed it up like it was one of the greatest things they'd ever seen. Uh, Unbelievable, Tim Tebow. I don't know, bro. Demarius Thomas throwing those playoffs was a lot more impressive than that one. <laughs> oh, a little five-yard slant where the Steelers' defense is caught sleeping. I mean, God, really? at least there was a defender within a an area code of it, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even gonna make that point because I don't know if Tim Tebow could make it, dude. He's a tight end, not a quarterback. I don't know we're having this discussion. <laughs> Regardless, bro, I just I don't know. I mean, it's not that the Ravens are bad. I just think the like, 10 teams I had ahead of them were better. I mean, we're kind of getting to the point where I feel like you're either slandering a team and we're slandering teams that we have in the top 10. You know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah. No, definitely. Because, honestly, this next team's ranking, I think, is the most egregious of the entire episode. <laughs> I think that you having this Who team is this low. Oh. <laughs> All right. Listeners. I'm really sorry for this. You know, I see this <laughs> earlier in the week on our social media pages, and it's something that's so stupid and so <laughs> egregious and just so mind-numbingly, mind-blowingly atrocious. I can't even explain it. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are fifth on our power rankings. LK had him first. I had him second. This man, Jackson Kelly, had them 13th in the NFL. The defending Super Bowl champions returning all of their starters on not only offense, but defense. All 22 starters are coming back. 
This man, Jackson Kelly, had them ranked 13th outside of the top 12 in the NFL. So oh, cool. I don't have much to say about this team. I think that they probably will be back in the Super Bowl. I mean, I think it's 50-50 between them and the Rams. I think that the Buccaneers are going to be legit yet again. I think their defense is going to be great. I think Tom Brady you know, might decline a little bit, but he doesn't have to do much. They have one of the best wide in the NFL, if not the best. They have solid running backs, a great offensive line, and no holes anywhere to be found on the team along with a great coach. So I think the Buccaneers are great, but the floor is yours, Jackson. Why? green ever loving earth do you have the buccaneers ranked so low the defending super bowl champions Gotta well this. as i told you all earlier i did my power rankings based on projections of record and i have the buccaneers as a 10 win team reason being dude i feel like they have a little bit of a super bowl hangover and tom brady someone that can lead a team to a number one overall uh, like a regular season number one overall seed anymore, especially in NFC. And I think the Saints with are a little bit better. And so just just just, just, just get off this podcast and jump out your window right now. For saying that, <laughs> I mean, dude, I, I live on the first floor, dude. I'll be straight. <laughs> um, dude, man, look. I mean, I have them. They're a ten win team. But you think the Saints are better? Absolutely. With Jameis, Absolutely. and I like Jameis Winston. But with Jameis Winston as their quarterback over Tom Brady. Oh yeah, J Boo baby. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no pause. I love some J Boo, but I mean, <laughs> come on, man. Well, let's talk about LK putting them first, dude. Why? Well, my reasoning is it's just it's hard for me to like look at this team because I mean last year they were. You know, it started out really slow there. And yeah. obviously, I think there was some, like, I think there was some, like, you know, growing pains they had to go through. And, I mean, the offense wasn't fantastic the entire year. They showed flashes. But it was that defense that stepped up in the playoffs. And I could see that defense, t- like, you know, continuing to, you know, be dominant and really carry this team in Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, you know, he had all those talk. Patriots teams. But... Let's talk real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, their playoff run wasn't super impressive. I mean, oh the, no, they the just Chiefs took down game? a they just Dude, took down a shot. top five quarterback oh. of all time. They took all they took down probably what's going to be a top three or four quarterback of all time of Patrick Mahomes. They took down one of the best defenses in the NFL in Washington. They took down Drew Brees, one of the another top five quarterback of all time. So, yeah, that's not impressive of all, at all, beating well, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes in a playoff run. Probably the most impressive playoff run of all time, but no, it's not impressive at all. Yeah, give okay, me a yeah, break. Well, see, hold up, hold up. What has Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees done in the playoffs that's impressed anyone? Win Super than, Bowls. Well, first Aaron of all, Aaron Rodgers whoa, is whoa, the best statistical ago. playoff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no Super Bowls with an apostrophe S, bro. <laughs> they each have one. <laughs> well, that's plural. Over... It's still two. You said they have Super Bowls. No, they don't. They have one single well, one. And they all were over a you decade don't say they ago. have Super Bowl. I mean, come on. I'm, ju- man. I'm just, I'm correcting you. They have one singular one each. That's what you should have said. 
And well, both of them were over well, a decade okay. ago. A. Okay. Aaron Rodgers a. is probably the best playoff performer of all time in the NFL Made statistically. Statistically. That's because his Super team's Bowl. been bad. His defense gives up He's an average carried. of over 30 points a game. He's been carried, carried by, by his receivers. Oh, by his receivers. Jordy Nelson. Like, Jordy Nelson wouldn't be working at a Walmart oh, if he wasn't dude. Aaron um, Rodgers' best receiver for years. <laughs> First of I all, mean, that, come on that now. game he lost no. to against Arizona – was two Hail Marys, bro. That's not on him. That's on Jordy, God and the receiver. Jordy Nelson looks like a guy that's working at Lowe's on the weekends, okay? And he made him a top five receiver at a time in the NFL. Aaron no, Rodgers is one not. of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL, period. I don't want to hear any period. I don't want to hear any Aaron Rodgers slander, man. That, just get Taylor out of here Heineke that. played him better than any other Taylor quarterback. Taylor Heineke did. He did. He did. He did. I'm just then saying, Aaron like, Rodgers. I mean, come on, man. That's just ridiculous. Aaron Rodgers played a real good game. Besides, yeah, he couldn't couple. beat a quarterback who threw three interceptions, dude. Super impressive, dude. He's yeah, in my go conversation. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> I mean, it's not like Tom Brady had one of the greatest teams of all time assembled around him with a star-studded defense, a great pass rush. Yeah, he what? really didn't. I don't. I don't think that, that team was Buccaneers that special. Team. It was so I think, special. I Look think what they, they did to well, the Chiefs. No, I think they got hot. The right I think time. they, we they matched up with the Chiefs. Great. The right they matched up with the Chiefs. Perfect. Because the Chiefs had a weak O line and they were able to attack that. Okay. Mm. But the rest of the teams, I mean. The Packers should have won. It was just an, an ineptness of Aaron Rodgers for not wanting to run at the end. And oh, yeah. One of the... play. Aaron Rodgers played great the entire game, but one play where he doesn't want to he run He played great, dude. What what Did they score like 14, I think? They scored way more than that. Way more? They didn't score a ton. Like, it wasn't. No. Because the defense was, was playing Aaron Rodgers good. It was in the 20s. Because Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Probably the greatest God. quarterback of all time in his prime we've ever seen. One period. Super Bowl. Less MVPs than Peyton Manning, regardless. I'm just saying, like, I mean, yeah, they won the Super Bowl great, but, I mean, it wasn't, like, jaw-dropping. The Super Bowl was jaw-dropping. The rest of the thing, it was like, dang, how'd they make it? <laughs> Well, it's well. I also I feel like you also base it off of they like I said they're returning all twenty two. We've said that they also have a very 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 favorable schedule because like the NFC South the schedule the NFC South has is really good for like all the teams really. And they're playing a second place schedule as well. Yeah, so like I mean, it's just I don't see it out of the realm of possibility that they're right back to their old ways because I feel like I just. Tom Brady's just scarred me so much. I refuse to believe he's dead until he's dead. And so I think he'll just still be great. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's just hard for me to count the Buccaneers out. And I just – a team. I'm not counting them the out. Starters. I think they're a playoff team. They might make another Super Bowl run. But in terms of regular season, now I'm winning more than 10 or 11 games. Speaking mm. of one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, we're going to be talking about a team he – probably is going to be playing for this upcoming season. I mean, we haven't gotten a confirmation yet, but right now it's really hard to see him playing anywhere else. That's Aaron Rodgers, Green Bay Packers. Now, I had him the lowest at six. Jackson actually had him, believe it or not, the highest at four. Oh! And when I look at the Packers, you know, if Aaron Rodgers does play, I think they have all the potential in the world to be a Super Bowl team yet again. You know, I think the defense has made strides. I think Aaron Jones re-signing there is going to be great. I think Devontae Adams right now is the best wide receiver in the NFL. 
I think Alan Lazard is going to make another step towards being a star second receiver. I think he is big time. I think their offensive line, although it's been, you know, I mean, it's a good offensive line, but I feel like late in the season, down hasn't given Aaron Rodgers the best protection. But, you know, overall, I think if Aaron Rodgers returns, I think the Packers are a team that could win a Super Bowl just because of his greatness alone. I think, you know, overall, the coaching staff is pretty solid. I think LaFleur has, has done some pretty good things there. You know, obviously had some really good regular season records. Hasn't really translated much into the postseason. But overall, I mean, two NFC championship appearances for him. you got to give that to his credit. And I think the Packers are a team that could win a Super Bowl. I think they're that good. I just think it's going to – it's going to be one of those things where they have to keep Aaron Rodgers healthy and they have when they get to the playoffs, they have to – I don't know, the supporting cast has to play better. The coaching staff has to do, the, do their job because Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger and this is one of his last opportunities to win a Super Bowl. So it's now or never. But I think they're definitely a team that could get it done. Yeah, I would uh, – I definitely think that they're a Super Bowl contending team. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers would be great this year. I think they're in a weak division, a very weak division. So they're like a probably the easiest lock for a, a division winner this year, assuming Aaron Rodgers plays. Now, obviously, if he doesn't, then that takes everything away from this. But in terms of this year, they've they've got a almost a complete roster. Aaron Jones is great. This might be a this. I mean, this is a contract season for Devontae, I think. So he's going to play a little extra hard. So, yeah, this team all around should definitely be in the running for the to get the uh, the bye in the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with all those points. I think it's also we haven't like we've talked about their division being awful. I mean, I feel like you know if Aaron plays, I feel like that's a guaranteed you know five six wins within the division. Yeah. So I mean, I think like I said, the defense played. Defense will play pretty good. I think Jair Alexander is one of the most – he might be the most underrated cornerback. He's really, really solid back there. And I think they have to really hope that, you know, the second cornerback takes, like, you know, a step to being, like, a playable starter because Kevin King, he just was being destroyed in that game last year against the Bucks. So they have to really hope that either he or some, someone takes a step up for that secondary – but I mean, other than that, I think you know, offense should be humming if Aaron Rodgers plays, and that's like I said, a big if. But you know, they should be right back in it for contending for a Super Bowl. And that brings us to the Buffalo Bills, who we have, we have ranked number three. Jackson, and I had him the highest at three. LK had him right behind that at fourth. And when I look at the Bills. I look at Josh Allen, an MVP candidate. I look at a defense that should be improved. I look at Stephon Diggs, the top five wide receiver in the NFL. I look at Sean McDermott, one of the best coaches in the NFL. And I think they have a chance to build off of last season and maybe make a trip to the Super Bowl. They're in the top three Chiefs and the Ravens in that conference. I think that Josh Allen is one of the best dual threat quarterbacks I've ever seen. And if he builds off next season – He'll be right up there at the top of MVP discussions. You know, he is big time. He is legit. He is elite. He is a bona fide back right now 
in the NFL, and I don't really have enough glowing things to say about the Bills. You know, their defense does have to improve in spots, but overall, I like their football team a lot. I think they improve well through the draft, I think, as a coaching staff, and I expect special things this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree with the points there. I think that I think the Bills, like if the Chiefs weren't the, like in the AFC, the Bills would be the clear favorite for the AFC. Yeah. And so I think Josh Allen, I'm the fact that they kept the offensive coordinator was huge for him. I think he did a great job last year. Josh Allen is one of the best improv players. You know, he, he's a little cre- like a little hectic out there, but when he's on, man, he's on. He's on fire and. Yeah, I feel like he should be right up there. If if we give like a new MVP, he might be the new MVP. Like you know, not repeat one of the Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. So Josh Allen, I I don't see I don't see a way he could really he can drop off, but I just I feel like it'd be hard for him to, mm-hmm. especially with Stephon Diggs out there. I think they have to improve the running game because they did not do that last year very well at all. And I think the defense the pass rush should has to be better than what it was too. But, I mean, other than those two, I mean, I think it's a really good roster. I think the secondary is really underrated. I think they're really a solid, solid core, like from safety to corner. You know, I don't – I think the Bills should be, you know, cruising. I mean, if they they play to their strengths, they should be right up there competing for the AFC. Oh, 100%. And you said play to your strengths. The only thing I would say about that is I don't even really know what their weakness would be, honestly. I mean, they are a complete team, top to bottom. The defense is great. You have a defensive-minded coach, and on the other end, you have a great offensive coordinator with, I mean, like B said, I mean, a bona fide top five. I don't think there's a debate you could have Josh Allen outside of your top five in quarterbacks. So it's one of the things. And on the wide receiving court, I mean, outside of stuff on Diggs, dude, I mean, I'm not his biggest fan, but Cole Beasley's like one of the best safety blankets in the NFL. Yep. So it's and just they, um, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is their other wide receiver. He he stepped up last year, kind of in the playoffs. There, I mean, mm-hmm. if he makes a jump, he should be a really really solid kid there. Yeah, and now they have some pretty solid play. I mean, you know, two years ago they lost to the Texans on a close game. They didn't, you know, they made it all the AFC Championship. I don't think, if I remember correctly, that game was super close, but they didn't play terrible in it against the Chiefs, and so. You know, if they stay on this trajectory, they should be in the Super Bowl this year. Yep, no doubt. And that brings us to our number two ranked team in the NFL, the Los Angeles Rams. I had them the lowest at fourth. Jackson had the highest at second. And I think the Super Bowl contender, I think the addition of Matthew Stafford pays dividends. They bring back the highest rating pass defense in the NFL. Aaron Donald, in my opinion, is the greatest defensive player of all time. I think Sean McVay is big time. He's an elite coach. I think they have a great wide receiver core in Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. And now they got a quarterback who can sling it and throw them the ball. I think the Rams' offense is going to be dynamic. I think their defense is going to be elite. Although they're losing four starters, I think they did a decent job replacing them. I think that the Rams are big time. Could make the Super Bowl. I think they're easily a top five team in the NFL. And if we look at the, if we're on this podcast in February and they've won the Super Bowl, none of us will be shocked because no. Matthew Stafford is that big time. I think that they're for real, and I think that they could be the best team in the NFL if everything breaks their way. Yeah, 
I I I have them as my best. I mean, they're they're the clear favorites in the NFC. And the only reason I'm not putting on number one is because of Holmes. And I think Matt Stafford, you know, he could be a dark horse MVP candidate. I mean, he finally has mm-hmm. a good team around him. Everything you said about the defense is real. And I'm going to add, as much as I despise him, I mean, I respect Jalen Ramsey so much as well. I think he's the clear best cornerback in the NFL. And so I don't see any way this team misses the playoffs. And I think, I mean, I think they're a 14, 15 win team. Yeah, no, I think that's like expectations are high there. And I think it's for good reason. I think Matt Stafford is the piece that fits, you know, fits it in like the last piece that they really needed to go over the top. Cause I mean, Jared Goff is good, but I don't think he was getting it done like the way Matthew Stafford can. I think Matthew Stafford adds a different dimension to that offense. And I think, you know, I think, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are one of the best duos in the league. I mean, great guys. And I think Cam Makers can take a next step. Offensive line should be improved. Talked about the defense. I mean, Aaron Donald's one of the most dominant players, probably the, one of the most dominant players we've ever seen in the game. So I there's not enough good things you can say about this team. I mean, I think they have a really, really good shot here at, at making a run for the Super Bowl, you know, if they can stay healthy and, you know, play to the level the defense plays to the level they did last year, and the offense takes that step up with Matt Stafford. I think they could easily be right there in the Super Bowl. You know, possibly winning it easily. Yeah. And that brings us to the last team we'll be highlighting: the number one team in the NFL, according to the Backfield Boys, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Jackson and I had him first. LK had him second. So they're by far our number one team. There's not enough glowing things I can say about them. I think if they stay healthy, they're runaway favorites to win the Super Bowl. And I have them winning the Super Bowl. I think that Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback we've ever seen. I think he's clearly the best quarterback, at least currently in the NFL. I think them rebuilding their offensive line with the addition of Orlando Brown, with the addition of Joe Thune, will pay dividends. They still have the best weapons in the NFL. You look in the backfield, okay? They got some studs. I think that, honestly, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire slept on because last year he was a little bit up and down. But I think he's going to take a ne- the next step next year to sort of being an Alvin Kamara-type weapon. Nowhere near that good, that elite. But I think he's going to do some really big things. I think Tyreek Hill is going to be amazing. Travis Kelsey is going to continue to be one of the most consistent tight ends we've ever seen. I think that they have some other really good weapons as well. Demarcus Robinson. I think um, I'm that kid out of Georgia. What's his name? I'm having a mental block. Miko. Miko Hardman. Absolutely. Miko Hardman, another speedster. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs offense is elite. I think their defense is going to continue to take strides, get better. I think Andy Reid is an amazing head coach. You know, I'm so glad he finally got that Super Bowl because he's one of the guys that deserved it. You know, he's been a great coach for 20-plus years. And I just think the Chiefs overall are the best team in the NFL. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to get another Super Bowl just because I think, you know, when they're at their best with that rebuild offensive line and when they're focused, no just the best period yeah i mean there's uh, there's really nothing else to add to that i i I can't i mean especially after they fixed the one weakness they had and they like it was like okay so we have this weakness now let's fix it to the point where are you really a top 10 to five in the league in this spot 
I mean, I, I don't know what you can say. <laughs> yeah, no, they made a they made a complete statement by stamping that offensive line. They they hammered that point home that they were going to fix that. Yeah, like, they like saw that. it as a weakness, and they were just like, "Here, here's offensive line, offensive line, offensive line." And keeping Bianemi another year is going to help as well. I don't know how, but they did. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, it's just the team has everything. Yeah, still have Tyron, still have Chris Jones. Uh, you know. Or sorry, but I don't like Tyron. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair from a Cardinals fan, but you know he's still balling out there. You have to admit he is. He's doing his thing out there. He's a you know big leader on that defense. And don't know, dude. Rookies. I don't watch the Chiefs for the defense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the thing though. Is like the G, like obviously the offense is the storyline. Patrick Mahomes is unbelievable. Tyreek Hill's crazy mm-hmm. fast. Travis Kelsey, are, you know best tight end in the league with Kittle, you know, I mean, but like the defense is still right up there. Like they're not, mm-hmm. some, it's not some pushover. It's not a big 12 team. It's like, no, they can be a big 12 team, but most of the time that defense does show up when it need when it absolutely needs to. Well, that's going to conclude episode seven of the Backfield Boys. We gave you our power rankings. We hope you loved it. Check in next week. We're going to have a special guest on. We just want to thank everyone for so much support. It really means the world to us. And we really can't wait to keep giving you fresh, awesome content. So check out next week. Keep it tuned to the socials and have a great week.